Hey everyone, hey, welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee here, here for one of the one of the final episodes. This is the final episode of the Load album, which has been an uh, an albatross around my neck as we've done this whole run. You know, we kicked it off with two Load songs, really, and that sort of set the tempo. But yeah, today we're doing Wasting My Hate. And uh, it's not just myself, it's myself and a guest. I'll get to the guest shortly. If you're new to the show, you've got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, I got an email from someone just the other day who just started listening, I think, yesterday. And they've just got to the bees or whatever. And they followed me on Twitter. And they're like, holy fuck, you're actually on episode 154 or something. And yeah, we are uh, we are at the outer limits now. Um, if you want to catch up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter at MetallicaPod, MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to jump on. And, you know, as I said a few times before, all the songs are kind of gone now, really. I've got all those slots taken up. But I'm going to be doing loads of other stuff about Metallica uh, post this original run. So if you want to hop on and maybe discuss a member of the band or, I don't know, discuss a tour or, or whatever, whatever ideas you have, you know, the best ideas come from the listeners. So uh, hit me up there, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on Spotify. We're on Patreon, of course, as well. All the episodes like this go on there first. One of the things that I'm slowly putting on Patreon at the moment as we're rounding out the run are these compilation episodes. Um, the last one I put on there, probably out by the time this drops, is a Death Magnetic one. So what I'm doing is, I guess I could do a load one now after today's episode, is going back, you know, recreating the album in chronological order from all the episodes that we've done, harvesting the organs, the critical matter, the minerals, and just kind of throwing it down, really, so you get like a three-hour critical banana um on the album on the record and they'll be on the patreon first download this straight to your phone that's about it really youtube oh leave us a review on itunes as well please but um yeah you know what i've loved about this show and i really need to do this in a formal sense uh, when i finish the run is coloring a map because i'm pretty sure i've had like about 15 16 countries on here and today is the first time i've had someone from new zealand hans how's it going Hey Tom, really good, thank you. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Um, what's the time difference right now? It's ten here in the evening. It's morning over there, right? Yeah, it's ten a.m. Ten a.m. So yep, it's a bright new day. But it, everyone's a Metallica fan, right? All around the world. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and where, where did it begin for you getting into the band? Do you remember the first time you heard the band? I do, I do. Um, it was back in high school in 1992. Mm. I was 13, and I was playing. I was very lucky to be playing in a, a metal band. Um, a bunch of older guys than me. I sort right, of right. joined them. I was, I was like, uh, yeah, quite fresh to high school, but really lucky to get into a band. And um, at, uh, I'm a drummer. And um, yeah, we were banging around with the songs of the day, like Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, oh, yeah. and I'm pretty sure we were doing. Um, having a stab at Into Salmon, but I didn't really know Metallica at all. Um, so I guess kind of the first introduction was the guitarist approaching me in the corridor one day with this black cassette tape. Mm. <laughs> and, he, and he passes it over to me and says, guard this with your life. And um, I like, okay, sure, all right. <laughs> Go home and, and listen to it. And I was just taken away to a, to a whole nother... Yeah universe i'd never really appreciated or i'd never got to that um style of music at that point i'd been a big beatles fan okay um a big queen fan mm. and um so just i'd heard into sandman but i guess when i got to the second track sad but true it just blew my mind and i'll just never forget hearing that <laughs> and um yeah that was it for me it was pretty much yeah <laughs> so so we're tackling a song from Load. So Load then I guess was was kind of your album, the first album that was released when you were a fan like. 
Yeah, that's correct. Yep, yep. So I'm quite, um, it is a very sort of a personal album for me in many ways, being the first, you know, Metallica album that oh, yeah. I got to, got to see come out and, and be a part of the release and the excitement around that. And, you know, obviously there was a ton of anticipation five years in between albums. Mm. So, the, you know, the expectations were, were certainly very high, yeah. And did you get that the day it dropped? I absolutely did. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing exams at school, so I, I, I motored on into town in my lunch break and um, and bought a load and, and brought it back, and um, it sat in my bag for the rest of the day until I could get home. But I'd heard it the night before. Um, there was a, um, a, a uh, release party, and um, my band had, was very fortunate to be able to play cover, Metallica covers for that party, cool. so we'd had, a, we'd had a big sort of sound system blaring out loud from from the beginning to the end so that was cool and do, do, do you remember the reactions at the time was there befuddlement was there excitement was anyone scratching their head or yeah look there was befuddlement um i i remember my bandmates kind of yeah going huh, yeah getting to the getting to the to the second half of the album when you get into something like um you know Thorn within or Ronnie, and, mm-hmm. and, and for the and, and it's getting still getting into that kind of four on the floor stuff. And um, I, yeah, and people around me weren't really getting into it as much. I I, I recall, but um, yeah. for me, I kind of was interested and excited about it. Absolutely. And before we get onto the song, then yourself as a fan going forward from Load, like is this a band that's always stayed close to your heart? Have you have you veered off at any times? I've pretty much stayed by Metallica the whole time, really. You know, through through thick and thin. I, I'm really they're a big they're a big deal for me. I like what they're about, what they represent. I like the risks they take. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all part of it for me. Um, you know, like I said, anger was cool. Was into that. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I've pretty much been with them the whole time, and yeah, I always get really excited when there's a new track, new album coming out. Mm-hmm. So we jump into Wasting My Hate then, which is on the, you know, the second half of Load. And, you know, I made no bones about the fact that I'm not the biggest Load fan. I know you, you said in the email you're a bit of a Load apologist. And I, I totally understand. I'm going to say anger apologist completely. And I understand <laughs> that. And that was my first record. And I, I do feel endeared to it in that same way. But I've got to say, Wasting My Hate is a song that I've always been quite into. And the more I've listened to it over this week, it's definitely grown on me. And I am quite a fan. I think it is a bit of a shining diamond in that muck there and part of the reason that i enjoy it is the authentic swagger that it has you know real tasteful groovy beginning here and i don't know if you notice that but just as the song starts you hear like a, a string scrape um just as, as if to further kind of put it into the pocket like what would what, you make of this first 20 seconds so the uh, riff james yeah. swooning around it all that sort of stuff mm. Yeah, I think it's. A, I love the intro, and then that that first note on the on the string. I think it's even more prominent in one of the live versions. Actually, um, I can't remember which one it was, but he really digs into that string and mm. brings it in. And um, yeah, I love that whole bluesy, bluesy kind of um, intro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, a lot of people do say Metallica, you know, very bluesy on load or whatever, and a lot of that is dominated through Kirk's licks. But um, the, the the rhythms here from James are are fantastic, and um, you know, he, even even Good Day How Do feels like quite a kind of an, an antiquated appeal to the listener. Mm. But um, you know, I do like this beginning. Uh, Lars keeping pace with the symbols as well. Um, James sort of squeezing out like, "Where's my hate on?" Like you know, he just kind of like he's really digging down into his bowels. Then the chords. Mm crash in and then we get into a real 
weaponized chuggy riff and i don't know about you but this bam 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 it's almost thrashy to me in a way the way it's kind of choked with notes it's almost kind of motor breathy like i only really noticed it when i watched kind of liver versions but it's quite a heavy riff the waste of my hate main riff it's a fantastic riff I, I i wrote down it's an angry urgent riff i mean it's just great it's in fact going back and listening to the song more for this i've come to even appreciate appreciate it even more it wasn't a song i initially really actually embraced straight away no. on the, out of all the 14 but um maybe because it's buried onto side two but it's bloody it's probably one of the best tracks but that riff in particular is um yeah i know what you mean by thrashy absolutely it's yeah. um it's good yeah mm. and it's kind of like you know um i mean it's just it's just a bit of a money riff really kind of where load fails for me it's just a lot of the a lot mm. of the riffs are a bit sludgy and a bit boring you know we've covered poor twisted me and and form within and outlaw torn and like you know a lot a lot i know a lot of people dig these records but just for me personally there's, there's a paucity there's something lacking but here there's a lot of meat there's a lot of muscle and i didn't even realize this you know before this episode i always said it i didn't even realize for the episode but um this is the shortest song on load it's the only song on yeah. load that's under four minutes as well mm. yeah and um it, you know it's almost a song that they could have started on the you know it replaced ain't my bitch i mean mm. um it's got that kind of album opener feel to it maybe yeah um yeah yeah it's um yeah it feels kind of it mm. feels kind of ain't my bitch it feels kind of two by four mm. like it feels kind of king mm. nothing-ish you know but i think mm. it, because it's kind of on the backer end of the record it maybe gets lost a little bit in that uh in that miasma mm. um mm, the, the, the title i mean metallica is so good at writing titles wasting my hate it's very intriguing isn't it yeah, um, I was I, I was looking up about the background of this, and you you probably have as well. That this mm. is um, inspired by a country outlaw, Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings, right? indeed. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and um, something some something going on in a bar, and someone's getting the wrong idea about you know something going on. Someone some guy's staring at staring at someone, and um, and uh, kind of building up all this anger and hate for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it's got two sides to it. Like it's it's that story that James might have been inspired by, but there's also this um, maybe James is talking about himself a little bit too. And, and mm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, kind of you know, hate as a catalyst. Hate is something that you can almost use for good and uses uses fuel. And yeah, that song you mentioned as well. I think it was like um, Waylon was like on vacation in Jamaica or something, and he thought some guy was giving him the evil eye. But the t- turns out the guy was just giving him the red eye. The guy was just stoned and he, <laughs> you know had no malice behind it at all, and uh, just kind of revealed this. And the, the idea to me, um, you know, I've been, I've been watching a lot of. Um, I don't know if you know Ken Burns, the American document documentarian, but he's done this huge sprawling history of country music. And uh, Waylon Jennings is mentioned a little bit in it, which is kind of a bit of funny bit of serendipity. And I really like Waylon Jennings' outlaw country idea, kind of Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash stuff. And the thought of him and James sharing war stories at the bar is just kind of <laughs> makes make, make me salivate slightly. But but yeah, it, it appeals on that sense. It appeals because of um, James's idea. Now, something that has had to grow on me, Hans, is the verse. Um, I used to find the guitar the i used to find that quite annoying mm. now, now not so much mm. as i've gotten older but it's quite officious it's quite present isn't it mm. Mm. yeah i love it and i love how it sort of um works well with the two guitarists you know kirk and the right i think and james on the left um kind of like because obviously their sense of rhythm is slightly different so it gives it that kind of loose feel but also still keeps that aggression yeah. and um yeah it's awesome 
yeah, I mean, the chug, the chug is a little monotonous, but not unlikable. And for me, I think it succeeds because when it resolves into the chorus riff, I mean, it's just such a such a groovy monster, isn't it? Boom, 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 mm. like you just you just in it. Like it's very singable, yeah, very skinned yeah. almost. There's something quite mm. classic and eternal about it that I really respect. Mm, I, I really love too how Lars kind of starts off um, at the. Um, he brings the riff down half time halfway through I think mm-hmm. as they go into the chorus and I love that and I think that's what Lars does so well with a lot of their music he's able to bring a few different feels to the same riff and give the riff a different sound and I think that works really well in particular here mm-hmm. um, the melody in the chorus the good day how do and, and also again James this happens a lot um, the grammar's a little garbled good day how do mm. and I send a smile <laughs> to you it just it's not how people speak and I, I'm not saying songs lyrically have to match up to the conversational nature but it just has to flow on some sort of level and um, you know there's a lot of repeating of waste waste don't waste waste my breath waste my hand you blah, blah, blah. it's not mm. it's not that anthemic to me I, I, I don't know mm. it doesn't stir something I guess I prefer the guitars overall in this song rather than I guess the melodies that James is projecting yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, it's a little bit more basic than some of the other tracks as sure. far as the, the the approach to the lyrics. Like I would prefer "Bleeding Me" or yeah. um, "Outlaw Torn" personally, as mm-hmm. far as the lyrical content goes. But you know, I think this it suits the song too. It is oh, yeah. that kind of looser song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it's interesting because there's no. I mean, the song is short because there's no real second movement there isn't any new riff mm. or a slow down bridge or anything it's a bit like i mean i mentioned this on our say anger episode where two-thirds into the song you've heard the whole song if you know what i mean there's just going to mm. be a verse and a riff there's not going to be anything new ground there there isn't a solo but there is mm. a solo yeah. in the demo <laughs> demo called ah, streamline yeah. have you heard the solo I, that's right there is too yeah, yeah. now I remember yeah uh-huh. it's uh, it's <laughs> on the fan cam version I'll, I'll, I'll play a clip here for the listeners the solo actually I, I know you can't kind of recall it out your grey matter or whatever but it's really stop star and, and angry and it's got a brittle bite to it and like mm. I don't know why there isn't a solo in Waste of My Hate I, I think it would have worked in favour of the track it's funny because you know it's only like listening to it again in the last day over and over that it just occurred to me there isn't a guitar solo mm. but it hadn't ever occurred to me and, no. and they did this whole thing in St. Anger where they they got rid of the guitar solos yeah. or chose not to have them in. And they'd already done it before. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, so it's a bit perplexing. I don't, it doesn't, and it, you know, it's not like there isn't probably a guitar solo in every other low track or pretty much every other low song. The majority of them mm. definitely have that. And, you know, even like, 
Um, the slide that that Kirk loves to play all overload. I can totally mm. hear that on here, and I think that would <laughs> that, that that would fit well, you know. Um, um, mm. but but yeah, what Kirk's mainly doing is we have the sort of two guitar repartee going on, and you know they're kind of backing each other up. But also, I don't know if you you can kind of hear it more clearly with the headphones. There's a lot of kind of subtle mm. feedback layers and and buzzing going on, especially towards the end of the song. Yeah, they've got a lot of um, layers and overdubs mm. going in there, and I think it really adds to the to the swell of the song at that point and the aggression. I think um, it has a lot of energy going on there towards the end, right up until building up to Hitfield's last "For Myself" line, where he's really given it that Hitfield character. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think it's the best part of the song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, mm. it's like his ad libs as well. He's like "Dead Gun Now," and then it goes into the riff. And you, you can never fault this guy. He's he's always singing to hundred percent. Mm. He's always selling these lyrics, yeah. even if "And I Send a Smile to You" is a little suspect, as I say before. But still, for <laughs> me, ultimately, yeah. you know, it, it works. And the song is a really enjoyable track. And I love the way it ends as well with just that heavy kind of breakdown riff and then it's just gone yeah yeah i love that i love the ending and i i just love how it smashes into mama said yes and and i quite like that little juxtaposition yeah (laughs) yeah no definitely it's an it's an interesting one two one two punch certainly and um yeah i mean you know this is wasting my hate i guess a lot of people would tarnish it as filler maybe um not even in a bad way yeah. it just doesn't st- yeah. i mean i mean is this one of the better songs on load for you is this in the top three or this would be in the top five mm. uh, it's really it might have gone up a bit in the last few days <laughs> i have as i said just yeah. found this new appreciation for it which this is kind of what i also love i've always loved about load too is is just spending a bit more time with it some of the songs kind of dig into me in different ways like this i, I heard the thorn with an episode uh recently and oh, i yeah. also went back to that and um kind of like you know heard the lyrics in a way i'd never heard them before and so I thought, oh shit, that's actually Blake. That's amazing. I, I love his lyrics on that song, but I'd never really kind of looked into them that far before. Probably because it's so deeply buried onto the album. But you know, top f- sort of tracks for me: Outlaw Torn, Bleeding Me, uh, Until It Sleeps, mm. Wasting My Hate. Um, and I've got a real big soft spot for um, the house that Jack built. <laughs> any 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 two by four love. I, you know, when I first heard 2x4, it was on the B-side of the Until It Sleeps single, right. and um, uh, it was live. It was the live Donington, 1995. Okay. So it was, was, that, was that the yeah. single with the Moby remix? No, they, no. well, kind of, because they released, yeah, they released Until It Sleeps single into two parts. Yeah. So they had the Moby remix on the second or the first one, I think, and mm-hmm. um yeah, but that live 2x4 was the first time I'd heard 2x4. Um, so I'd, I'd given that a million spins before the actual album came out. And then, sure. um, yeah, and then hearing the actual album track was a little bit slower and a bit different. Mm, a different vibe. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, I yeah, 2x4 was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, Waste of My Hate is cool. And I'm sure people would maybe think that I would be hating this song. But, you know, I, I can't I can't say I don't enjoy it. Like, I can't say it's not fun. And, you know, a lot of the time when I listen to Load, I'm kind of drumming my fingers. I don't find it very satisfying. Mm. But, but but this song does do it for me. And as we always do, guys, we reach out to you and see what you thought of the song at Metallica Pod. Michael says, excellent deep track. Cleanses the palate after the stinkiest Load tune, Poor Twisted Me. Although the chorus lyrically <laughs> is a big miss with James's good day sending a smile. Yep, thank you, Michael. A 
damn fine fun rocker and at four minutes this will be a welcome track back in the live set ralph says overall i would say i dig the song great bluesy beginning to kick things off which end up being the track's main kick-ass riff i like where het seems to be going lyrically discussing a rather self-loathing individual however some of the lies are clunky also no solo question mark Roger says, I love this song. I've actually heard rumours it's about Mustaine. The world may never know. I mean, I don't think it is about Mustaine, but it's kind of like most Metallica songs. Like, there's always a rumour that it's about <laughs> Dave Mustaine. Like, <laughs> Well, I guess, you know, you can, you can the lyrics can be applied to so many sure. different things. And I, I think just reading through these lyrics, it's almost like a bit of a precursor to saying anger in some ways, mm-hmm. like that kind of dealing with that self-loathing a little bit maybe. And because um, he's talking about, you know, uh, at the end there just bring the lyrics up again um yeah what i won't waste my hate on you i'll keep it to myself yeah so i think that you know uh, yeah mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh Sava bloody podcast on the twitter saying this track is full on love the relentless stab of the verses tons of punky misfits attack in there john bradshaw says should have been the opening track on the album they also should have titled the album wasting my hate so much better than load um i don't mind load as an album title what do you think wasting my hate is the name of the album yeah <sighs> Well, that's a, actually, it is a good title. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. Well, interesting. A little, little interesting. bit on the nose. Yeah. But yeah, and they, they couldn't call it Re-Wasting My Hate. The sequel is the problem. No, uh, no, that so, would yeah. be wasting something else, well, maybe. Yeah. Or, Still wasting or loving my, my hate. hate loving my yeah. hate. I think loving my hate. <laughs> loving my hate. That is definitely a future Hetfield song for sure. And yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah as I said before, Dr. Bass got in touch on the Twitter and just says, God, I've got loads to listen to until I catch up. I only started yesterday and just done with Attitude. So uh, I appreciate Dr. Bass hopping on here. And um, you, you mentioned, uh, it was mentioned there in the Twitter, the song being played live. And, you know, for me... I wasn't quite familiar. I was, I was thinking to myself, oh, this has probably been dusted off a few times here and there. I knew it was played at the Fillmore anniversary shows. A hundred times it's been played. Mm. Uh, first played mm. September 6, 1996 in Vienna, Austria. Last played at the anniversary show, December 7, 2011. It's, it's a lot of times to play Wasting My Hate. It's and maybe not enough. I think yeah. they should bring it out again and get into it. I think um, this is this is a great song live. I, I love that feel more version. Um, yeah. I think as they went on playing it, I, the the later it, with Jules and '97 version is pretty cool. But I think they definitely got they they got better at it as they went along by the looks of things. Looking on YouTube. Yeah, that, that Fillmore version, I want to point people in that direction. Just watch this before we went on air. And I don't know if you recall, but at the end of it, James himself says, I forgot how much I love this song. Yes, yes, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is just, yeah, just that's excellent. Awesome. Excellent. And the, yeah. there's a really funny exchange as well where, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, when did we last play this song? And they're talking to the crowd and someone says it was like 2004 and James doesn't mm. believe them. And James says, we need to check Google. And he's like, Lars is our very <laughs> own personal Google. And, you know, just, just that sort of banter, just very refreshing and very honest. But but yeah, a hundred times, you know, the, there's some Metallica songs that they just barely, you know, come out of the woodwork or whatever. Um, mm. And, you know, I mean, the band's fate kind of hands, hangs, uh, not, not by Fred. I don't want to be that morbid, but you know what I mean? No, really knows where they go i mean you were gonna see them on the australian tour right absolutely they were here coming to auckland and uh, the end yes, of this month that's right yeah yeah so that would have been my uh probably yeah my fourth metallica show so i've yeah. been very lucky to already see them three times uh-huh. um yeah so yeah i mean obviously you know it's pretty disappointing but i think everyone's pretty well behind the band and, and supportive yeah. of james and um that's the main the main thing and it's just a good reminder isn't it you know to sort of check yourself in first <laughs> totally 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 and yeah. um you know mm. i guess uh, finally on this song any any final thoughts on wasting my hate uh did i have any more notes here um yeah no great 
great track. It's um, mm-hmm. it's it's a good, clean, short, fun track, and I think um, you know, it's it really lifts the album up in the in the beat in the second side. I don't know what the second side of the album would be like without that track. Um, yeah, yeah you're right. It's a bit of a shot in the arm, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. It's sort of mm. Cure and Poor Twisted Me, you know, mm. can sort of drag their behind a little bit. But Waste of My Hate is just yeah. in and out, and you know, I mean, you got Mama said and Form Within next. Obviously, we'll close with Outlaw mm. Torn and a lot of this. You know, bloated mm. is the adjective I tend to use with Load. But yeah, Waste of My Hate <laughs> is the opposite of that. Yeah. It's, it was funny. It was called the demo was called Streamline, and you know, it really does mm. feel. On that kind of, kind of a- aquiline tip. Mm. So um, we'll close a few quick-fire questions, the first of which being uh, your favourite Metallica song. It's, it's just an impossible question, yeah. um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it would be, um, I mean, one mm. is probably a big track for me, um, just uh, amazing. The Unforgiven and the outlaw torn it would be one of those three songs um yeah mm-hmm. um unforgiven is just a remarkable masterpiece yeah. and i yeah 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 that was a that was a good episode with the metal at your podcast very own ethan luck great to chop it up with yeah him there. um what about album mm-hmm. by the band uh justice for all because i bought that was the first cd i ever bought oh <laughs> so that's crazy <laughs> nostalgia about that the first ever cd and um but i, I love the sound of that album mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that the bass is a little bit buried it's the, the the stark um cold kind of mix kind of works for the songs um yeah it's got a special place in my heart that album mm. member of the band Oh, definitely Lars. I mean, I'm a drummer, and he's been a big influence on me. Um, you know, I like his positive attitude and his kind of approach to, um, you know, uh, the music and driving force behind Metallica. Um, controversial at times, obviously. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely Lars. And uh, seeing them live, you said you'd seen them four times, is that right? Yeah, 98 uh, on the Reload Tour, uh, 2004, St. Anger. That was at a big festival here in New Zealand, mm. and um, then Death Magnetic in 2011, I think it was. Yeah, so the first two shows, I was kind of right into the crowd and jumping around and getting sweaty and sort of, I thought, yeah, I've, ha- I've had that experience now. I'm quite happy to sit down so yeah. into the, into the, the seats for the, for the third show and enjoyed it from a different perspective. And they had the in the round thing for the mm-hmm. Death Magnetic tour too, so that was really cool. And, Thing to see the guys moving around the stage and um yeah it was cool i mean that's just testament to how tireless tourers they are because you know okay you don't live in the middle of nowhere but comparatively for a big rock band new zealand is pretty out there isn't it so the fact you've seen mm. them four times is impressive yeah yeah almost four times yeah and almost, um, so yeah yeah i mean that's such a shame yeah. that got caught yeah, yeah. I was going to take my son up too, nine year, my nine-year-old boy, to no. go and see them. Oh. Um, yeah, but I think he was all right about it at the end because it's Halloween on the same night, so he was oh, right, okay. trick. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, no, I really, you know, it's great that they still they they get everywhere they possibly can, and they keep they stick to their word, you know. Yep. So that's that's cool. And uh, finally, mm. if you were to do a podcast about a band that you love like this, uh, what's a band you'd like to cover? You know what? I've got a bit of a. Uh, soft spot for corn um i i could probably talk for a while about them um okay i've i've liked watching their evolution over the years they've had some ups and downs i mean they have a know, song called evolution I, right they do yeah i like that they song. do indeed that's the only song of theirs. Yeah. i know quite a lot of it i don't yeah i don't know their albums that well but um yeah that's a good track okay corn podcast that that definitely would be big <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They, I find them quite an interesting band, and um, yeah, yeah, I could probably talk to them for a while, but also big Beatles fan and Radiohead fan too. So. Okay, okay. Mm. I mean, I mean, me too. But the problem is, they're like the two most podcast <laughs> outside of Metallica. There's so many Radiohead yeah. and Beatles, Beatles especially. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. Uh, a crazy amount there. Um, yeah, because I always, uh, whenever I ask that question, I always Google it as they speak, and yeah, it doesn't look like there is a Corn podcast. They released their mm. own podcast mini series. Um, a little while ago that's like a fictional thing I don't really know about that and how cool was that when Rob's son played with Korn that was a, must have been a cool crossover for you especially oh man yeah totally that was so cool so cool yeah, yeah he yeah. must have been so proud too what an amazing experience yeah Ty <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've seen the yeah. mini documentary um, where it sort of chronicles all the shows I don't think I have. Okay, I'll have to. I'll send you the link to that after this. Yeah, I've watched it a really few cool. times. Yeah, it's a really, really good watch. But um, okay, I'd this has been great. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So you know, guys, again, follow us at MetallicaPod, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to hop on the show, if you enjoy the show, you want to get back to the show, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can also go to Patreon and uh, support us there financially. The links will be down below. We will be back uh, very, very soon for what have we got next? We did it again. We are covering Metallica's collaboration with Swizz Beats. This is the dark days. <laughs> this is kind of the Saint Anger era, and uh, Metallicast is coming on for that uh, of his uh, of the, one of the other Metallica podcasts out there. We're then doing We're a Happy Family. Very excited to welcome Philip Motaz back to the show. Uh, you may remember he was a Ramones podcaster that came on recently. He has Ramones of the Day, and um, yeah, we had a really really fun chat. Uh, then doing Welcome Home Sanitarium. There's still big songs we haven't covered. We've also got uh, Wherever I May Roam, Whiplash. And um, the final episode as well is going to be You Really Got Me. So at the time of us recording this, we've got about nine episodes left, guys. So, uh, yeah, almost going to be over. But it's been a glorious journey. And Hans, thank you for coming on board. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure. It's, it's been awesome. Thank yep. you. No, no problem. And uh, I guess finally, is there anything you'd like to promote yourself or? Uh, no, not at all, really. I'm just really happy to come on the show and um, and do this podcast with you, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. And again, guys, thanks for listening. Follow us at MetallicaPod, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Get in touch with me with any correspondence or anything like that. Hans, thanks again. Cool, thank you.